Welcome to the Next Level Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Julianne Kirkland, best-selling author and life coach. Join me each week to learn more about the strategies, tools, and mindset needed to arise from the overwhelm and create a joyful life you love. To learn how you can work with me further or to get your free copy of my book, The Water Walker, check out juliannekirkland.com. Also, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode because the best version of you begins on your next level of faith. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Next Level Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Julianne Kirkland, and I am so excited you are here with me today. It is, at the time of this recording, the Monday after Halloween. I hope everybody um, had a great safe night last night. We are in our new neighborhood, and this was our first time trick-or-treating here. And going from our old neighborhood, where it's like driveway, run, 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 driveway, run, 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 driveway, um, this neighborhood has much, much bigger lots. And so it's, it's a hike from, from one driveway to the next. So this year we decided to pull behind a trailer and, you know, Matt's making use of his new tractor, which I told him is like his birthday and Christmas present for the next eternity. But, um, he decided to put that to use and we pulled a hayride, which was great fun. And we kind of led the caravan of neighborhood kids, um, from house to house trick-or-treating, which was great fun. But anyway, um, Walker, he ended up with a pumpkin. They had those plastic pumpkins, a pumpkin completely full to the top, completely full to the top of candy. And Ashton's was a quarter, maybe halfway, a quarter to maybe halfway. I'm like, guys, how, how are we so different here? And the amount of candy that you got, y'all all went to the same house, like at the same time, Walker goes, I got handfuls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he was that kid. Nash and, you know, just so polite. No, I'll take one or two, please. <laughs> um, so anyway, but they were, they were downstairs arguing this morning over, you know, candy and taking each other's candy and let's swap candy and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, guys, it really just doesn't matter because we're going to take all of it and we're going to put it all in a big bowl and you kind of have this week to eat on it. And then, and then it's going in the trash. Um, but that's just, that's how we do. Otherwise they will eat on candy all day, every day. And they just leave wrappers everywhere. And it's just, it's just not worth it. So, um, but anyway, all that to say, it was just interesting to me that they were arguing over the pieces of candy when it's all going to go into one big bucket. So it's like, why? Why? Why bother? Anyway, all right. That's not why I'm, I'm talking to you today. I do not have a Halloween message for you. I do, however, have a message about my new tattoo. So if you follow me on um, Instagram, you saw that I got a brand new tattoo and it's of a tree and it has four little dots going out to the left and four little dots going out to the right. And now I know by that description alone, you're like, what? <laughs> that must look so weird. It's actually very pretty. Um, you can see it on, on my social media, but it has great meaning behind it. And I promised that I would do an episode, uh, kind of explaining why I got the tattoo that I got. I have three tattoos and they all have great deal of meaning. This is my third. And so this one originated when maybe three or four months ago, I was sitting, having my quiet time, 
5.30 in the morning. Uh, it's just what Matt and I do in the morning. We get up before the kids and we go in our den and we just have a lamp on and we have a cup of coffee. We read our Bibles. Um, we talk, we pray. We just, that's our time. And he had gotten up to get another cup of coffee and I was sitting there with my head back on the chair and I wasn't reading the Bible at this point. I wasn't praying at this point. I was just sitting and my eyes were kind of open, but like really not focusing on anything. And this very vivid picture of an oak tree with a bright blue sky behind it appeared in my mind. And like, I blinked my eyes really hard because I was like, what, what am I seeing right now? Am I sleeping? (laughs) What's going on? Um, It was just, it was so clear. It was so beautiful. And I mean, it's burned in my mind now. It was just, it was such a clear picture of a beautiful oak tree, just expansive and this bright blue sky behind it. And all day I thought about that tree and I'm like, that's so weird. Why am I thinking about that? Matt and I have been talking about planting trees um, on our property, but that's, that's not what we were talking about planting. Like we're going to plant some magnolias and, you know, a willow tree and, you know, all these pretty trees. And like, why, why did that pop in my mind? I haven't, like, I started thinking about, did I see it on TV? Did I read it in a book? Like, why am I thinking about this oak tree? And, um, and so I was like, okay, I'm just going to look it up in scripture. And so I Googled, oak tree references in scripture (laughs) because that's what you do when you don't know exactly the address of something in scripture and it took me to isaiah 61 verse 3 and it says the garment of excessive praise instead of a disheartened spirit so they will be called the oak trees of righteousness strong magnificent distinguished for integrity justice and right staining with God, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. And I read that and I was like, oh, because I had been just kind of meditating on righteousness, the word righteousness um, in scripture that whole month prior. And just really like, because it means right standing with God. And growing up, you know, you hear maybe I did, you hear self-righteous, oh, you're self-righteous. It's like this pompous, arrogant attitude. You're putting yourself up above everyone else. Um, And so the thought of righteousness just always kind of eluded me. Like I didn't want to to discover what it really meant. I just thought that was it. Um, But righteousness in scripture is talking about right standing with God. And um, coming off of Last month, which was October, the verse that I was um, memorizing for scripture was Isaiah 60 verses one, which says, arise from spiritual depression to a new life, shine, be radiant with the glory and the brilliance of the Lord for your light has come and the glory and the brilliance of the Lord has risen upon you. And um, that that arise has has so much meaning in my life. It's just kind of my my anthem, my mantra of life. But um, so it was so cool to me that the oak tree of righteousness comes in the very next 
chapter. I mean, it goes from verse 60, it talks about that. And if you read from 60 to 61, it's, it's like, oh, all this bad stuff has happened. But look, now the Lord has come. The light is upon you and he is calling you forward. And reading about the oak tree and, and just having that picture in my mind of these expansive branches. And I was like, okay, Lord, what do you want to tell me about this oak tree? Why is it significant to me? Why did you bring that to me? And he just impressed upon my heart. You were an acorn. I was like, wow. Okay. It's starting to make sense. Like I have spent this past year really diving into my faith, maybe past two years, like really, really uh, seeking God and, and God, what do you want to do with my life? What, where are you taking me? What is it that you are trying to expand in my faith? And I mean, this podcast was birthed. Um, my coaching really took off once I started leaning into what he was calling me to do and just obeying, just trusting him, obeying, um, taking those steps of obedient faith. And so I knew, I knew that this oak tree meant something. And um, when he impressed upon my heart, the acorn, I was like, wow, okay. It's starting to make sense. Like these acorns are these seeds that come from this huge tree, this sturdy tree. And these acorns, they're so small. Yet once they're planted and they take root, they get themselves to grow and to be this huge, big, sturdy oak tree. And it was God impressing on my heart, like to think of, think of the oak trees in my life. Like who helped birth my faith? My faith started as an acorn. And now I'm to the point where I myself am embracing being an oak tree where I am planted. I am rooted in the Lord so that he may be glorified. And my goal, my job, my commission is to drop other acorns and to see them grow and turn into, and turn into oak trees. And it's just a, such a beautiful image of, of what God has called me to do. But I do want to read Isaiah 61 verse three, because it goes, you have so often we take a verse that speaks to us, right? And we meditate on that verse and we call to that verse and we're like, this is it. But we neglect to read the verses before and the verses after. There is no isolated doctrine in scripture. You can't just take one thing and pull it out and be like, yep, this is it. I'm going to teach on this. This is it. This is life. Because there's so much more to it. It all ties in together. And so I want to read um, Isaiah 61, 1 through verse 6. Okay. And it says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed and commissioned me to bring good news to the humble and afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the wounds of the brokenhearted, to proclaim release from confinement and condemnation to the physical and spiritual captives and freedom to prisoners, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance and retribution of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion the following, to give them a turban instead of dust, 
the oil of joy instead of mourning, the garment of expressive praise instead of a disheartened spirit. So they will be called the oak trees of righteousness, strong and magnificent, distinguished for integrity, justice, and right standing with God, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. Then they will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will, ra- they will raise up and restore the former desolations, and they will renew the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Strangers will stand and feed their flocks, feed your flocks, and foreigners will be your farmers and your vine dressers, but you shall be called the priests of the Lord. My purpose is to reflect the glory of the Lord. As oak trees, we are to first be the examples for people, which will lead them to rebuild, to raise up, to restore, to renew, to stand. It's a beautiful image of who God is calling us all to be. We are all allowed to be oak trees of righteousness, this right standing with God deeply rooted in Jesus so that others see the light of the Lord upon us. We are a reflection. And then their little acorn of faith begins to grow. And as I just really started to absorb this verse and this message. And it just reminded me of, of how much God loves me, of how much God loves all of his children. We are all his chosen ones. And he wants us to be magnificent. He wants us to be distinguished for integrity, justice, and right standing with him. He gave us his only son for our lives so that we could be reunited with him in heaven. And it's like, okay, well, while we're here, so many people struggle with what's my purpose while I'm here. This is it. This is it right here, right now. It's to be a planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. It's to be an example for others to see what happens when you root yourself in Jesus how expansive you can grow, the impact you can have. I mean, think of the hundreds of acorns that an oak tree produces, yet not every single acorn turns into another oak tree. Some are carried away by squirrels, some by storms. But if you think about the oak tree, once it's established, It's deep. Its roots run deep. It is, it's there. It's planted. It's not going anywhere, anywhere. It perseveres. It endures the storms. And that's, you know, looking back on the past seven years of my life and my book, the water Walker talks about a a five-year storm (laughs) of my life. And I was like, wow, Lord, that's where arise really came from. Um, was that writing that book and realizing like, Oh, this is what, this is what God has done for me. He has taught me how to arise and to shine. 
And now because of that, because of that obedient walk out of my faith through all those storms, I have become an established oak tree. And that moment in the chair was this big revelation of like, that's, he's like, here, you're, you're here. Your, your limbs are expanding. Your territory is expanding. Your impact is expanding. And it's time to start dropping acorns. And um, it's just, it's a beautiful image of what the power of God and the power of obedient faith can do in your life. It's not about you. And I'm really starting to believe that and accept that because again, like I said earlier, for so long, righteousness seemed like such a bad word, you know, like, oh, I don't want to seem self-righteous. No, precious. (laughs) It's not about you. It's, it's right standing with God and doing the things that he's called you to do. And, and so much favor and blessing comes from that. And you, you reach this point though, where you're like, I'm almost afraid to do it because then, you know, favor ain't fair. People are going to see that, oh, like, oh, you're just doing it for the favor. And then you start to question yourself. Am I just doing it for the favor? Like, do I just want the good things to happen? Like, and that's not it at all. (laughs) It's not it at all. It's like child, daughter, stop it. Stop it. Stop making everything so complicated. Look, this is what my word says. It's right here. No, stop, stop humanifying it. You know what I mean? And as, as a kingdom entrepreneur, like that's where my, my mind goes is like, it is about the kingdom of heaven right here on earth. And, and as a kingdom entrepreneur, you operate differently. Your goal is the kingdom of heaven right here on earth and and to invade, allow heaven to invade every aspect, every part of your life. And all that does is really, it defines what the world says and what God says. And, you know, society just likes to confuse the junk out of that line. And I just agree it all out. And that's just not the truth. And people don't like that. It makes them feel uncomfortable because it, it forces them to confront their own sin. And look, I'm not saying I'm perfect. No, no, my friend, I'm nowhere near it. Nope. I, I bounce back and forth over that line all the time. I'm like, dope. Ah. But the, the difference is, you know, it's there and you have a repentant heart when you cross over and you're like, Oh, I recognize it. Okay. Lord, I'm sorry. It's not where I want to be. You say, And you get back to what he's telling you to do and what he says is truth. So for somebody this morning listening, you just need to know that you're not in trouble. That he still loves you, that he still calls you his beloved. He is for you and he is working all things for your good. And he has a double portion for our former shame and humiliation. And that's in Isaiah 61, seven. 
life is hard. You know, I saw a uh, YouTube clip on, um, I believe it was Francis Chen, and he had, he was on stage and he had this long white rope that he was holding part of it in his hand and the rest of the rope was running off stage. And then maybe an index finger worth of the end of the rope he was holding was red and the rest of the rope was white. And he was saying, we get so caught up in this red part, which is the part we're here on earth. When we have all of the rest of this, which is eternity. And he was talking about the rest of the rope that you couldn't even see the end of. And he says, he's holding up this little red part of the rope. And he says, you know, we, we look right here at this very part. And then we go, okay, we just, if I could just get to this part and then, and then I'll be happy. If I could just get to this part, then I'll, then I'll be good. If I could just get this and this and this. And like, we're trying to cram all these these things, these earthly things that, that the world says matters, that the world says makes us significant, that the world says makes us worthy, that the world says makes us good enough. We're trying to chase those things down. And that's where this like grind and hustle and all of that language is. That's where it comes from. And he was saying, but like, look. <laughs> And he just like looked at the, off the stage where the, the rest of the rope was going. And it was such a, a beautiful imagery of like, wow, it is so easy to get caught up because that's what we're surrounded with. We're surrounded with what the world says because we're in the world, but God says we are not of the world. And that's what that oak tree represents and why I put it on my arm because I belong to him. I am deeply rooted in him and I want to reflect his glory. I want to shine his light. I want to plant seeds of faith for others. I want to encourage them to grow and to empower them to grow. I want to be the example so that they will rebuild, they will raise up, they will restore, they will renew, they will stand. And that's what this tattoo means to me. And the four dots that go to each side, they represent a member of my family. So me, Matt, Campbell, Jack, Ashton, Bradley, Walker, and Myers. And together, they're eight dots. And the way the tattoo is, is formed, it almost makes a circle. And it's like this complete image of how God has worked everything thus far to my good and establishing me as this oak tree, this planting for him to reflect his glory. And eight is the number that represents abundance this more than enough. And it's significant to me because feeling like I'm not enough was always my number one affliction, my number one pain point in my life. And that's where in the Arise formula, what I take my clients through, that is what the A stands for is your afflictions. You have to confront your afflictions. You have to bring them to light in order to heal from them. 
And that's why I love um, in Isaiah 61, verse 1, it says to bring good news to the humble and afflicted. Because we all go through those. We all have hard times. But there's good news. There's good news. So that is what my oak tree tattoo represents. And I just want to encourage you today that no matter what you've been through, are going through, or will be going through, that you are loved. And any amount of of pain and heart and affliction that you go through, God promises a double portion for your former shame and humiliation. And so just accept that promise. Just take a deep breath and breathe in the goodness of God and how much he loves you. And he wants to use you, my friend. He wants to use you as an oak tree of righteousness, strong and magnificent, distinguished for integrity, justice, and right standing with God, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. That's all I have for you today, my friends. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. And um, please, if this if this uh, message spoke to you today, let me know over on Instagram at the Julian Kirkland. I love hearing how God speaks to your heart through these messages because they are for you. They, you know, they come from him through me to you. <laughs> That's how it works. And I, I just, I love being this vessel for him to share with you uh, his heart. And I, I have come to really just enjoy Jesus more. And I hope that through this podcast, you are too. All right, my friends, remember, The best version of you begins on your next level of faith. Bye for now.